Welcome to Woman Be Healed podcast, the show that talks about real and raw issues women face so they can walk in the spirit of freedom. Here is your host, Apostle Nakia Calhoun. Six, counting down. Hello, welcome to Woman Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Apostle Nakia Calhoun. I have a very special guest with me today, Zoe D. I hope I'm saying her first name correct. Yes, yes, Zoe. <laughs> it's been a long time. The yes. first time me and this woman of God actually did a lot together. It was actually August 2019, dealing with the topic of generational curses regarding sexual perversion. So those of you that are oh, watching, wow. I truly want to thank you so much for tuning in. Those of you that will not be on the actual live audience, we are actually on the Prophetic Woman Arise ministry page. You can catch us there and you can definitely put your comments in. Let us know where you're watching us from so that we can give a shout out to you and let others know that they definitely want to be on this Woman Be Healed podcast today. We have a very real and raw topic that most of us don't want to talk about especially the church, um, yes. especially as the body of Christ, <laughs> um, because so much carnality has creeped in um, to the mm-hmm. body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we kind of tiptoe around topics such as this. Yeah. But in order to bring complete healing and wholeness, we have to be able to talk with things that are going to bring real deliverance. That's right. walking in the supernatural move of God. We cannot be one dimensional when it comes to the things of Christ. When Jesus uh, told them that he's given them power, the disciples, he said they would cast out devils. devils. They were speaking new tongues. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. There would be healing. Mm-hmm. There would be mm-hmm. a place of freedom. So we cannot be one dimensional as the church. There are things that we have to be able to walk in to bring freedom in the life of God's people. And so today Amen. I'm very excited. Um, those of you that will be watching, especially on our YouTube uh, page as well. Um, we definitely want you to be able to dive in and put comments in. Um, make sure that you are chatting with us. Now, if you're watching on the actual live stream that I'm on, in order to actual um, be a part of the chat and to call in, you have to be on your computer, your, your desktop or your laptop. If you want to actually ask the woman of God any questions or if you would like her to be in agreement with you in something that's been strong. Um, I truly believe when you dealt with the sexual perversion for so many years, you actually need somebody to come in agreement with you that you understands you um, what you are dealing with. So this thing can be cast yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. I truly believe that today is going to be very vital for every woman. I'm going to give you guys a yeah. couple of seconds. Um, we're so appreciative for her to be with us. Um, today, I want everyone to tag and share this broadcast. Um, we're going to make sure that somebody hears about the true power of deliverance. You're, you're looking at someone that's walking in it every day, every day. <laughs> I know it wasn't yes. easy, <laughs> but she's walking in it. Yeah. And so um, yeah. it's going to be amazing. So those of you that are, I'm just going to give it a couple of more seconds. Okay. 
seconds. And, and before we get started, we're just going to go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God, for what you're about to do on this Woman Be Healed podcast. Lord God, every viewer, every listener, every individual that come back to listen to this podcast, Lord God, let them feel the spirit of freedom as they're listening. Let them hear your voice as the woman of God goes forth and share a testimony to bring clarity and understanding of what you're doing. Lord, we thank you that the love of God is on this slide today. We thank you that your presence is here today. We thank you that, Lord God, you have set a time such as this to bring breakthrough in someone's life. We thank you for the healing power. We thank you, Yeshua, for who you are and what you are about to do. We thank you for what is going to happen today, for the breakthrough, the miracle, the signs and wonders that shall be released by the sharing of the testimony. Your word says, Lord, that we are overcome by the word of our testimony. So we thank you now that by the word of Zoe D's testimony, someone will be free. Someone will walk in liberty like never before. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Lord. I'm just going to give you some information about this woman of God. She is a product of statutory rape and an extra marital relationship. Zoe B passionately travels statewide, sharing her story and teaching young and old on how to escape the strongholds and oppression related to biblical sexual purity, marriage and adultery. Having been healed from the pains of absentee father, failed relationship, toxic cycles, abuse, and more, she desires to pull the audience, her audience, into the same or greater aspect of healing so that we can ultimately fulfill our individual and collective callings. Um, She's also an educator, an entrepreneur, artist, and is the author of nine titles, um, including the compelling writings of A Call to Purity, Sexually Wise, Sexual Skeletons, Circumcise My Heart, and more. After nine years of teaching, Zoe left the public classroom to pursue full-time entrepreneurship as a speaker, publisher, and life coach. She is well sought after as a speaker, and her titles are reaching international audiences. Zoe is currently the mother of four children, and in her daily time, she focuses on fulfilling her purpose as a wife, mother, and homemaker. Y'all, those that are watching, I want to introduce you to an amazing and powerful woman of God, Zoe D. You have the floor. (laughs) Amen. Hi. Amen. 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 Hi, audience, to those that are listening um, today or future, (laughs) futuristically. (laughs) Um, I just want to say hi and thank you for, again, having me on your show. I'm so excited. Yes. So excited for one to be um, just back in the atmosphere of fulfilling my call, uh, yes. but also just to speak um, bluntly and transparently on the topic of, of healing and why it's so important as a woman um, in that era, especially in a society where you have women um, look. In the freedom, I guess that that's what we call it, the women 
uh, liberation movement or whatever it is that makes us feel like, you know, we can go out and do whatever and, oh my you know, goodness, as, the, yes. as the men do, as we say, yes, that's um, and, and we don't realize how that locks us inside of a lot of emotional and spiritual bondage um, that really hinders our growth spiritually, emotionally, physically, even sometimes. Um, so I'll just give a real briefing of my journey. Um, I was called to purity at the age of 19. <laughs> I'm wow. thinking I'm going to go to college. You know, a lot of people say, you know, you go to college, you get turned down, all this type of stuff like that. So that was already a fear to not go to college and get turned out, right? Because, you you know, that's that's what they tell you. Don't go to college and get turned out. Well, I went to college and got saved, saved. I grew up Baptist, but I didn't have a relationship with God. Um, I knew that he was real. I'd had plenty of experiences where he showed me himself as a child, um, but I didn't know he was real, real until my freshman year at a USM. And I met um, one of, I went to church with one of my classmates, one of my best friends at the time. And she introduced me to a charismatic church where they were laying hands and speaking in tongues and all this stuff that I wow. never saw growing up. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, this is weird. But wow. I, I, I could sense his presence. And it was the very first time I'd ever known him as an entity that was real. And wow. so it was at that point, um, he say, well, you know, you got to clean your life up. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Everything except, you know, sex. Cause everybody has sex, right. You know, who doesn't have sex right. and that was something that he just did not let me slide with and I'm like all these people out here having sex and you're gonna pick on me <laughs> these wow. people that claim to be wow. yours and you're gonna pick on me like what's the big deal so needless to say um I fought cycles of obedience and disobedience um in the area of sexual purity and that's <laughs> where a lot of my testimony comes from because of those um seasons of disobedience and I just ran into one season where um, it was birthday sex time and I vowed to myself this this will be the last time. And um, during the act of sex, a spiritual entity tried to overtake me, basically possess mm -hmm. me during that act. And Jesus. it was as if I was living two different lives and my natural body, my physical body was in the, in, in the act of sex, but my mind and my spirit, I could hear and my spirit war and I could just hear Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'd heard, I'd heard the name of the entity Leviathan and I'd never mm. heard of that before. Mm. And I didn't know what was going on, but I just know in that moment, I just knew something wasn't right. And I could tell and so it was strange because even though I was in the act of premarital sex, in my head, I was, I began to pray in tongues. Completely, <laughs> completely awkward, probably wow. Um, wow. hearing that. But that's exactly what happened because I recognized that I was, because I was illegally giving my body to a man that was not my husband, I was Jesus. also illegally opening doors to the spirit realm for this entity. And so, um, Long story short, we finished and I let him know what had just happened. He hadn't experienced anything <laughs> of, of that sort. Whoa. And so I, I yes. prayed and I contacted some, some elders and I said, like, I've never heard of Leviathan. And then, boom, I get to researching. And if you have never 
Um, her, the Leviathan, is one of the highest principles or entities uh, in the demonic realm. Job is um, the reference that you can go to that, but it's one. It's it's known as a myth, but we know uh, spiritually that you know there are yes. entities in the in in the realm uh, that we cannot see, and Leviathan is one of those entities. And so it was at that yes. moment. I just said no more. Like I knew um, I had been covered that night, but I didn't want to keep playing with my life like that. And so um, a couple of weeks later, I had another experience where I could feel the fire of God just fall on me really heavy. And he just rebuked me. He rebuked me um, about things that I had been doing. Um, Like I said, I was going through another state of rebellion at that point because I, I would go through these seasons of getting angry at God because I didn't understand why you know you set me on a path and I'm obeying this path and then all these other things are happening that I don't believe should be happening and so I'm pretty yes. sure yes. you know you can relate and others can relate you just don't understand why when you know you're in you know you're being obedient but things aren't lining up and so um the journey has taught me a lot of spiritual warfare needless to say um and so from that point on it's been Zoe D speaks. Um, he just put me on a assignment, you know, and that was to just become more mm-hmm. serious about what he's called me to do. And so my heart is for women, um, is for women that keep going through those cycles like I was going through. You get in one relationship, you go through, you know, bruises and bumps, whether physically or, you know, verbally or whatever. And then you leave that man for whatever reason, then you just get into another cycle and you don't realize that when you have sex with this man, biologically, his DNA has imprinted inside of you. That's good. Biologically. Now, the scriptures tell us that when we have sex, we are one in spirit. Flesh flesh to flesh. But even biologically. So this is something that, that Yahweh God has had me to add along with my spiritual teachings he wants he said you need to teach them on every area because i'm going to run into people that are going like well i don't need to not have sex because i don't believe in god okay well let's talk about the biological effects of it like do you do you care about your body do you care that every time you sleep with a man his dna literally imprints in you and this is one of the reasons why you as a female change when you're with this man because his Whoa. DNA is imprinting in you over and over and over and over and over again. So let's say you've been with him three to five years. Okay, well, you break up and you get with somebody else, but this man has been imprinting his DNA into you for the last five years. So, of course, when you get with a new man, you're mixing seeds for one, which is technically the term for adultery, but I'm not going to go there right now. But as you mix seed, you're also mixing everything that this man has in him with another man. And then you add another man to that. So it's another man and another man and another man. And then we wonder why we as women we're in because we're chaotic from the spirit level, from the DNA level, from all of the imprints that have been inside of you. Jesus we can't function as God has called us to function as a wife or a mother. Yes. When you have that inside of you like that. So I encourage, especially in this season, because my network has broadened so much and I, I don't simply 
only meet Bible believers. I meet right, right. all types of people. And so because of that, even as I share my testimony, I know what delivered me and I can say it was nothing but the fire of the most high, like the fire of yes. Yahweh, the fire of God completely <laughs> set me on fire. Like <laughs> he burned everything yes. there, you know, and even those things that um, have come along the journey, it's still just been a complete yes. You know, it's been a complete yes to him and his way, but with women in general, um, we, my, my goal as I speak is to reach out to those who want a clean slate, just a clean slate. Mm-hmm. You want a clean slate spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, and you just want a period of time where it's just you and God. And I almost beg women to have that season because without that season, you can't walk into the next season if you're looking to be a wife. You know, if you're mm-hmm. looking to, and you may already be a wife and not really functioning as the wife that God has called you to be because of so much that's inside of you before your marriage that you haven't allowed God to heal. So we got to talk about healing. Like we got to focus on the healing. You ha- you can't move past the healing. And um, even one of my titles uh, is a devotional 40 days to freedom. And that freedom is the freedom from the bondage of the cycles of relationships that drain you. Um, even the cycles of your relationship with God, I, as I mentioned before, like my main topic is, or my main concern is, where are you with God? What is your relationship like with him? Because to the degree that you have a healthy relationship spiritually with the father, that's the same degree that you're going to have a healthy relationship as a wife, as a mother, as a sister in whatever you've been called to do. But if you don't trust God, if you are wavered with him, if you don't have that relationship with him, to know that he's your father and that he loves you, you're going to see him as every other man that you dealt with. And you're not going to receive from him the love that he wants to pour on to you. And so 40 days of freedom is that journey back to the father's heart. Because a lot of times we, we lose that way because we relate our natural relationships with men and our dads to our spiritual relationship with our spiritual father. And it, it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work healthy like that. I'll say no, it doesn't. it doesn't work. So no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So let me ask you this. Yes. Um, because I know I want you to share your testimony. Um, because if, when we say perversion, we know perversion oh, yeah. is something that alters something mm. from its natural state. And because of this, um, and this is what happens when sexual perversion come in. Um, mm-hmm. Share with us what opened the door for you. What opened mm-hmm. the door to cause these things to be continual in your life? In my life. Well, it started really um, before I was born. <laughs> um, and that's, I believe that was the main focus of the book that uh, the last time we, I was against yes. with you, it was sexual yes. skeletons. And yes. it just basically focused on how, Um, your sexual sins open doors to 10 generations down. And so as I say in my biography, um, I was born already as a product of statutory rape, what we would call statutory rape. My father was 19. uh, My mother was 13. Um, They they had a five-year difference, but she was a teen and he was already um, of adult age, actually 
maybe a year list because both of them had birthdays after I was born. Mm -hmm. So because of that door, it was already open. It was almost as if I came, like I said, you know, born in the shape, shape and sin and born into iniquity. And so, um, I didn't recognize that. Well, I'll put it like this. I used to tell people, and this, this is what God told me when I was writing sexual skeletons. He said, you told people that your journey began when you were 13, which is when I lost my virginity. He said, no, your journey began that day when you kissed your cousin at your grandma's house. And he gave me a flashback and my cousin was a girl cousin. And he gave me a flashback of that. And I was like, wow, you know, because, you know, certain things you just once, once you realize how evil or wrong it was to you, it's like, I don't want to relive that. I don't want to re-see that. I don't want to rethink that. And then especially when it happens in the family, you don't know anything except but to just put it under the rug and move on, you know, never talk about it again. And so that was the day that he highlighted in that, you know, it's a scripture says your sins will find you out. He highlighted that moment in my youth and um, just bring it all back to surface. And so over the time, as I was introduced to sex, I was introduced to sex through pornography. Um, I did not have conversations with adults that led me to protect the the innocence. Um, it, it, It was don't have sex. Don't have sex. Don't have sex. Okay, that works, you know, maybe five, six years old, seven, eight years old, maybe even nine, you know, when I was growing up, because now you have nine years old that are not only sexually active, but uh, I mean, it's it's way out there. Um, But for me, I was afraid a long time. And I knew my mother, my mother uh, was a young parent, obviously, she had me when she was 14. So I knew that if I had sex, I could get pregnant, but I did not know what a vagina was. I did not know what a penis was. I did not know what an erect. I I knew nothing of sex. I actually thought I lost my virginity when I was in the sixth grade, but it wasn't until later when I actually found out that it was, and I'm like, oh, well, I just didn't know. And so um, the enemy was just able to come in through the refusal to address and teach us as children the correct ways to look at sex and Mm -hmm. that is something that I address now with my own children um as well as in in speaking I'm actually launching a a teen conference in a couple weeks for nine to 13 year olds to teach them about their body and and sex and different things like that and so um I'm sorry um and so my my journey kind of began there um with the door being open because because of my lack of understanding as a youth, it was like, you know, you know better, but you, you don't, you know, say foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, you know, you know better, but you know, you, you don't, you don't know better. And so, um, that was one doorway. Another doorway was through, um, one of my family members, um, disobedience and her divorce as well. And so this was revealed to me through God during that, that, that season when I had the, 
the fire <laughs> experience right. as I call it this was one of the right. things that that was ex- that was explained to me and um I grew up in I grew up in a household that was very I'm not gonna say very but I was introduced to lesbianism um sex toys all types of things like that so it's like I knew of things but I didn't know of things in the manner from a biblical point of view. And so as I've gotten older, now I can decipher those things that I've been taught that were just completely a biblical lie. And those things that, you know, God has shown me like, okay, this is what my word says. And this is what I mean by this, you know? And so those doors open primarily in my youth. What kept them open obviously was willful disobedience um, cause even after I knew better, sometimes it just was like, you know what, God, I didn't ask you for none of this. Like I would go and rebel in a minute. It was crazy. Cause I, I just, especially being young and I have really good pastors, really, really good pastors just walking through, you know, such a heavy calling at such a young age that I, I don't think I understood. It was exciting, but I don't think I understood the heaviness of the weight of that assignment. And so in between my walks of purity, I will also have walks of disobedience. And so what God revealed to me in one of those walks, even though I was married and my husband was not equally yoked to me spiritually, my marriage was a spiritual covering. Mm. And in that covering, a lot of those entities that would try to normally attach to me, the familiar spirits, uh, the, the, the perversion, the perversion spirits they didn't have even witchcraft spirits even witches were not Mm -hmm. allowed to get as close to me as they could once I went back into rebellion and divorced um that was something that that God revealed to me after my divorce that I was covered it didn't matter necessarily that he was yoked or unyoked he was my head and because of the Mm -hmm spiritual protection of marriage that I don't think we understand a lot of those yes. witches and those different entities were not allowed to to attach to me I actually had one this is this is a crazy testimony I, I had one night I called myself literally leaving the house I didn't care I was married I didn't care what happened that night I left out with the intent to do wrong <laughs> and wrong showed up went to the club got filthy wasted at the club, ran into an ex, wanted the ex so bad. The man himself dropped me back home to my husband. When I say that was, there was a shield of protection during that marriage. It was like, no, (laughs) you're not doing this. You're not going here. And so I want that to be said and known because from a when I talk to women, a lot of women feel like marriage is unfair. They feel like, you know, what God has established as order is unfair and they can't understand how God would be such an unfair God. And I've had to explain, especially now because I understand marriage so much more deeper. And I tried to explain if you understood the heart of God for you as a father, you will understand why marriage is a protection for you. It's a covering for you. He's not trying to punish you or make you feel like you're less than. Marriage is a covering for you as a woman, you know, 
and I can say that and I can speak that from a testimonial point of view because yes. after I divorced those same witches that were sent on assignment to me a year later I allowed them into my house back into my life hell was I mean so chaotic I went back though they came with familiar spirits I went back into um sexual perversion I went back into cutting um I started cutting mm -hmm. when I was very young was delivered to that spirit and because the witch that I allowed into my life had that same spirit of, of cutting we kind of supported each other per se um but all types of chaos happened once I divorced and I didn't understand and it pushed me further away from God's heart but he drew closer to me he drew closer to me he would show me he would have he would give me warnings he would send people to give messages angels of of just Jesus. so many it, it was crazy and I'm like Lord like are you serious like you're really serious you so you're just not gonna let me you're not gonna let me go and he did not and I would pray even in my wrong, I would pray, you know, um, and I remember him showing me that my ex that I was with at the time was about to marry another woman and everything. And I'm just like, Lord, why are you covering me still? Why are you, why are you protecting me still? And so that's why I say we got to go back to the father's heart. I don't care if you're a wife, if you're single, if you, whatever, if you're trying to have a healthy spiritual relationship and then let that flow down into your relationships on the in the earthly realm you you got a man the father's heart like it's the, the 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 brokenness from the absentee of the fathers yes. that most of us have so anyway um <laughs> that's that's where a lot of those doors those entryways came in just really through a lot of willful disobedience because once i knew better um of course i was equipped with all types of and um, things to close those doors because they can be closed. You can take authority um, over your generation and those generations mm -hmm. to you know that's coming behind you. And I've done that. Um, and so, in the knowing, you also have to be okay with understanding that this is not okay. Like I had to get to a, a revelation to understand that sex is beautiful. It's it's amazing, and I'm I'm looking forward to teach it, teaching on it from such a pure realm in in this season. But we have to not be afraid to have that conversation and these conversations, and to let sisters and brothers understand like you can't play with it. Yes, it's very very good, yes. but you can't play with it, and it's so much better in the confines of what it was meant for, and that's with, yes. within that marriage covenant or marital covenant versus what we're doing now and that's whatever we want to do because we feel like it's our body it's not our body like if you say that you belong to the lord you your body belongs to the lord you know so i just want um it to be understood that you can close doors and then you can open those doors right back up and that was a that was something heavy for me um dealing with the with, with bisexuality it wasn't ever a moment where i wanted to be with a female per se in a romantic realm it was lustful it was always just lustful and so I think that that was heavily due to the environment that I grew up in because like I said I grew up for years just in in a lesbian environment and you know 
we don't judge and I don't know necessarily, you know, that I'm supposed to be like, you know, you're young. Like I was very young. So a lot of it was just confusing um, to see in a sense. And then of course it brought on the confusion with my own sexuality. Like, okay, what do, you know, I'm, I don't know. (laughs) And, um, but it passed, you know, along the years and deliverance and, um, that lust is definitely something that I would say is something very strong. Pornography does not help with that. Nothing helps with that except admitting that you have a lust issue and then asking God mm-hmm. to help you to remove that. Some people have instant deliveries, deliverance. Some people have progressive deliverance. I say, according to your faith, let it be done unto you. Uh, my deliverance was very instant, but I had been running and in rebellion for so long. I was at a point where God told me himself, I need you to do what I asked you to do or you're coming home early. Because not only was I just living my life, uh, by default, I have a gift that influences. So if I'm not influencing people to do what the most high says to do, then I'm influencing them to do either whatever they want to do or whatever Satan's agenda is, you know. And so what he showed me was like, okay, stay on this earth. You're going to lead not just yourself to hell, but you're going to lead too many other people to hell as well. And I can't let you do that. So I was really a couple of years ago looking at dying early, a premature death because mm-hmm. of that disobedience. Is that serious? Now, I don't think that we understand the measure of, <laughs> of seriousness when it comes to your call, because your call can reach millions and you never know who he's sending you to is what 11 30 june 7 i don't know three years from now if somebody's going to see this video and their life is going to be completely changed and they're going to be like the next you know episodic anointing that hits the entire world so yes. you have to be serious with what your purpose is you know yes. in in yes. this thing with god like you you just have to be serious and so that um that perversion, those different measures of perversion, those open doors were revolving until I just said, okay, that's it. Okay. And Lord, I need you show me what I'm dealing with and then let's get rid of it. And he'll, he'll do that. He'll do that completely. Yes. Yes, he will. Now, one of the things that you said that really, um, captured my attention and so much more, but I don't think people understand when you have been delivered from something mm-hmm. and you open that door back up. Mm-hmm. I think Matthew 12 verses 44 through 45 talks mm-hmm. about when the spirit has been expelled, mm-hmm. it finds mm-hmm. this house that's so clean yep. yeah, and it comes back in and brings how many more in with it yep. Yep. because you yep. have not done the continual yep. Amazing. cleansing yeah yes. yeah and you have to you really really have to because otherwise and and i think we in the church get it get it mixed up like you may make what is not beneficial for you mm-hmm. law for someone else so mm-hmm. for me i know that when i had that experience alcohol in the form of distilled or um not distilled but man-made alcohol it's one of the things that it's a no for me. That's something that he completely took me from. And that was a deliverance. I'm mm-hmm. not going to walk around here prophetically telling people not to drink alcohol. Will I teach on the, 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 
the effects of alcohol and what you're doing when you put the poison into your body, yes, I will. But if the if if the Most High of Yahweh, if God is not convicting you, then that's I just I bring it and I leave it right. And that is what a lot of people don't realize. Certain people live different lifestyles based on their calling, you know. And you have to realize that you can't do everything that anybody and everybody can do. Come on. When come you've on. been chosen, when you've been That's cleansed, right. you know, right. I don't particularly know why alcohol is a no for me. Wine is a go. I'm okay with wine. I don't get convicted with wine, but alcohol is a no. Could it be the, the predisposition of alcoholism from my dad's bloodline? Who knows? But the thing is, we have to recognize two things. One, when the biblical law is law for everybody and we don't <laughs> whitewash that or, or water that down or anything like that to make it okay for us. And then the second thing is recognize when it's not okay for you and rise up to that so that you don't keep opening these doors in your own life because it could be just that simple. It may not be that it's so wrong. And that I remember God telling me that one day, it's not so much as it's so wrong, but for where I'm taking you, you can't afford to have that attached to you. And I think that we don't realize that when we're called, there's a, there's, there's a dying. That's why Zoe exists. Zoe is not the legal name that my mama gave me, but Zoe is the name that I knew that God gave me, which produced life before I produced a lot of death in my own works in my own flesh. Now Zoe just represents life. If you don't receive life from me, then I'm not doing what I have been called to do is just yes. life, whether that's with speaking or business or whatever it produces life. And so that keeps me in check because then I have to say, okay, well, Lord, <laughs> I know the old me would have, <laughs> would have did X, Y, Z. But if I do this, not only is it going to be displeasing, not only am I probably going to have to repent and apologize, it's probably going to open a door in the spirit realm that has been closed for too long. And I'm going to give access back to these demons to, like you said, come back in, in greater measure than it was before. Yes, so a lot of yes. our lifestyle choices um, have a lot to do with the turmoil in our life. And that's because when he cleanses you and he calls you out, he expects you to stay that way. That's right. <laughs> he expects that's right. you to stay that way. And he helps you stay that way. I can say, Honestly, you know, even if I've had um, a moment of any anything that I've been delivered from, that still quiet voice is there like, okay, we don't want to go back there. Don't forget, like, we're not going back there, you know. And so salvation, as the word says, you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But um, when you're called, you are called to die to yourself. And That's you right. have to think about the lives that you are meant to reach, not just your own anymore. And so that has definitely helped me stay afloat when it comes to <laughs> keeping the doors closed. Um, I can even mm -hmm. say transparently recently, I had a moment I had a, cause I told you spiritual warfare, warfare has been real. Um, and I had, I had some warfare in December ish of some time. And I was at the moment I said, Lord, I really haven't been here in a long time, but at this point, like, you just got to show up for real, for real. Cause I'm, I'm done. Like I'm done. Ain't no way. Like I've literally sacrificed my life and not saying that God owes me, 
but I'm a big believer in biblical principles and promises, you know? So it's like, I know if you promise me this, I know I should be receiving it. If I'm not receiving it, then show me where I'm missing it or something because I I can't accept just not receiving his promises. Right. And so I literally really almost was just like, Lord, I'm done. Like you can have Zoe D, you can have all the books, you can have it. Like I, I'm done. But he showed up. He showed yeah. up. He showed out, and I said, "Okay, cool. I, I, this, this not my life no more. I get it. I, I'm, I got it. You know. So, I just, I'm, I'm wanting to be real, real enough to share this to, to say, every day is not peaches and cream. That's right. That's right. You know, right. um, in this walk, and when you choose to deny your flesh, um, it becomes easier with his help. It's always easier with his help. And so I would never tell a young lady or an older lady or a young girl, like purity or sexual deliverance or anything is, is you can't stay free. I, I see a lot of women especially uh that come out of lesbianism and they're free for a moment and they go right back in because they haven't stayed in a cleansing mode like those spirits sexual spirits are really really intense they are really intense they are really bold Um, homosexual spirits are probably bolder than any of the other ones um and our society is creating a bed for right. it's it's to, to just lull us away like it's it's okay and so those of us that, that are in faith and in the word need to understand that we have to take a stance on sexual perversion that's right and that's right. one of the things I, I did take the liberty to go back to I don't share a lot of the same things I understood growing up because it's not biblical and so what I revert back to when I'm looking for sexual sin is Leviticus 18 and any Leviticus 18 is really the foundation, but there may be a, a scripture or two that also talks about sexual sin as an abomination or what is an abomination of sexual sin. And I would just encourage the audience to really study and ask and seek scriptural definition of sexual sin and understand why we need to stay away from it. Yes. yes. Understand why we need to stay away from it because it goes deeper than just a physical level. Yes. You know, especially as a woman, like you don't want to keep continue a cycle of any type of sexual sin that will limit your ability to be fully functioning. Fully functioning. You can't function with 20 different men's DNAs in you. You don't know who you are. Jesus. You don't know what you like. (laughs) (laughs) You you don't, you do not know you. My you know, mm-hmm. like you can't say that. So I'm not trying to be rude, but no, we got to stop. Like we have to stop and we have to stop looking at the men and, and what well, the men doing this, this is that. No, baby, this is your body. <laughs> this is your body yes. count. This is your DNA that's being influenced, you know, by your, your lifestyle. So we have to not just tell people what they shouldn't be doing because they're biblical or believe in God. But show them. Yes. Show them. And that's what I want to be able to do. I want to be able to say, okay, this is how I've been free. This is how I've stayed free. And if you want 
this is what we can do together and I can help with that. You know, that, that I, I believe that that's part of my calling to other women in, in that area, you know, Amen. 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 I want to, I want to say this because you, you hit something, um, that we talked about. Um, uh, my husband and I, um, we're dealing with the works of the flesh. Um, mm. so if you, if you want to even more dive into the understanding of, mm. of the works of the flesh, there's so many things listed there, but there's also some things that are not listed there mm. because that was at a time of, um, the Galatians church that Paul was addressing some things. And one of the key things I mentioned um, was about uh, adultery and fornication. Mm-hmm. Um, the Greek word is pranaya, meaning it's mm-hmm. selfish. Um, it's mm-hmm. self-pleasing. Mm-hmm. It wants what it wants. It gets mm-hmm. out of you what it wants, and it only comes to you whenever mm-hmm. it has a need. And so as we were dealing with these things, sometimes we don't understand um, that it's selfish. Um, this this work of the flesh, this desiring, this craving, um, it does not want you to be free because it wants yeah. you to fulfill the lust and the yeah. desire of the yeah. flesh. Yeah. It, it does not care about what your spirit man wants. And so, as you were saying, the biological DNA, because you've been um, you've had all these relationships and you slept with every man, you're the recipient of what they have in them. So your identity, the woman of God, she, she clarified this thing so well. You don't know who you are. So you're, you're pulling on needs of every individual that you slept with. And, it's, it's, and you're being selfish, not knowing you're being selfish because you're fulfilling a desire, desire. something that's been put in you, even yeah. the more for that thing that yeah. you have been dealing with with so many years. It's like yeah. feeding it. Yeah. Um, you're continually feeding it. You're continually giving it what it wants mm-hmm. and you're plugging into it. And mm-hmm. so it's very selfish. It, it wants what it wants and it desires what it desires. And so you have to come to the root. She said the root. I didn't realize, I think in 13, but this happened when mm. I was with my cousin. And I don't think mm. many of us realize this you know, we used to hear the terms kissing cousins, mm. you know, <laughs> you got to go back. You know, we're playing, we're doing things. Exactly. Exactly. What we should not be yep. doing exactly. uh, with our relatives. And we yep. think it's innocent, the touching and feeling, all yep. this type of things. This open up doors to yep. where um, the demonic now is going to start operating fully in your life yeah. and no one is aware of it. And so you're thinking that it's innocent and now you're having these different cravings and desires for different yeah. things that you never had before because yeah. there was an opening. Also yeah. something that you said, um, I, cause I like to go back when you said <laughs> that you are a product of statutory rape. Many do not know that when you already were, were birthed in this, it was already in your DNA. Yeah. Yeah, it was all, but because it was not addressed, it was not addressed. Uh-huh. You were not yeah. taught properly. We lived in a generation, and I get you, and I'm with you. Don't have sex, don't kiss. If you do mm-hmm. this, you're going to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. giving me an understanding mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. why I should not do this before marriage. Mm-hmm. Why exactly. I should not kiss? Yes. Why you know there was no biblical foundation. Exactly. There was no understanding. It was more of a threat, and so yes, fear. yes. 
fear. Yes. <laughs> and yes. if I do this, you know, my mama is going to, you know, mm-hmm. she's going to be mm-hmm. mad. My dad, mm-hmm. gonna, whoever, mm-hmm. but not a fear of God, not knowing the yes. true mandate of what oh, God. God called yes. marriage to be. And yes. so we open these doors unawarely because either we were violated, you know, um, by statutory rape, you were in and mm-hmm. into birth, or mm-hmm. if it was incest, or mm-hmm. if it was molestation, mm-hmm. or if it was rape, these things open the door yeah. for yeah. the enemy to come in and mm-hmm. pervert how yes. you see sex, pervert yes. how you yes. see the individual um, yes. in your life, whether yes. you're craving a woman or whether you're craving a mm-hmm. man, you yes. may not be doing homosexual acts, but yeah. you are promiscuous. You, yes. you got you got to have it. Like she said, I'm going yes. to the club. I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel this need. I'm going to yeah. get drunk. You know, yeah. you're opening the doors up to the demonic. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to be very careful. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say um, one of the things that just came back to me. I've, I don't know if you've heard of John Ramirez, but he's um, he has a very powerful yes. testimony. Very powerful. Yes. He he used to, he talks about how he used to go to the club to scout um, basically Christians. Come on. Because he knew that they would be loose. They would have drinks in their hands. And all he had to do was get them to open their mouth and agree and give and, and, and they on. would give, give him permission. And that's what it's like with the demonic realm, even with spirit, spirit spouses, which, you know, we don't. And th- I'm. Come on, get on series, that. Get on that. <laughs> I did a series a couple months ago called Raw Six. Jesus. And the series was to expose every aspect of sex from the physical, from the natural, but also from the spirit realm. And so one of the things that as women, you don't realize in a, I, me personally, I don't believe that God calls women in bulk to a season of singleness. Based on what I understand about marriage, what I understand about his heart for his daughters, I do not believe that he intends for women to be single 10, 15, 20 years at a a good childbearing age. And it it just seems to me like it goes completely against his his order. But what I have understood now is you have witches that pray against marriages. Uh, My marriage was one of the was was that experience God showed me that we had witches praying on the altar. But one of the things that opened the door was we were living together. We were not having sex, but we were living together. And God showed me. He came to me in a dream like a big daddy, like a real, like it was just a huge, 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 huge figure. And he was walking. You could just hear it like the, the house shook, just stumping. Like you as, as, as he walked and he just said, no, 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 no. And in the dream, my husband, and he's my husband now, but he and I, we were at the time simply dating. And we were both on the couch. We had fallen asleep, fallen asleep. And we had both of our upper clothes on, but the bottoms were off. And prophetically, God was showing me, I need you to clean this all the way up. Jesus. All the way up. So some may say, well, y'all were living together, but y'all weren't having sex. What's the problem? honestly I don't know myself but he said no (laughs) he said no and so we corrected that but in that I do believe that because of I do believe that when we stopped living together and because of the warfare that he showed me to pray 
against the witches that were praying against our marriage. I believe that those, all of those factors influence us walking into the season that we walked in shortly after. We got married probably about eight months after. And so I do want to emphasize that even there, there are such things as spirit spouses. They have sex with you. I've had um, experiences where I've been attacked in my sleep um, through demons trying to have sex with me during seasons of warfare against <laughs> perversion of what I was yes. going to do a conference or whether it was, um, you know, the enemy just trying to sow seeds of division in my marriage. And so during those seasons where for whatever reason, it may not be a lot of intimacy that those very seasons were when the demons would come and literally try to have sex with me in my sleep. And so um, these things exist. And I know that they exist because some women just completely invite them in. But you got to understand that when you invite these things in, and even if you invite them in unknowingly, they have attached, they have permission to be there. And until you close those doors, whether it be whatever it may be, um, they have permission to be there because you've given them permission to be there. And so this is something that a lot of women are dealing with and they don't know this is hindering their marriages, um, especially if masturbation is a realm that they are using to enter into the spirit realm because some women know exactly what they do when they, they, they understand that the realm of sex as it as as it relates to the power of the energy that's released you know and they understand that and that's that's what a lot of my series raw sex raw sex was about because i'm almost 37 years old and i'm just now learning a lot of things that i'm learning naturally and spiritually you know and i just can't i can't settle with knowing something and not sharing that, you know, because yes. too many women are dealing with these things and they yeah, don't right. know it, you know, um, you think that you've just been single for a long time and you don't realize that, no, the enemy, like there are witches with your marriage on their altar. And that, that should Jesus. also show how important marriage is to God and how important it is for the enemy to keep us from getting married under his accord. Just a thought. <laughs> uh, I think that should show how important this is. Wow, wow, wow. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because yes. you said something that was so powerful. Um, and, and, I, and, and I know we have some married women that's on here. Mm-hmm. You said when anytime there's a lack of intimacy, Ooh. a lack of intimacy, you can give an open door to those demons attacking you in your sleep to have sex with you absolutely wow paul says it like this um he tells you as a married woman not to as as a married couple not to deny each other unless you give room for the enemy and a lot of times we've looked at that even myself i've looked at that as as a natural like if you know you don't want to go too long without having sex physically because you know from a natural men are you know this or we need this but this is also from a spiritual stance as well um and like i said i didn't realize it until i've experienced it myself but one of the things that um i have a, a a section in one of the books called divine intimacy 
and I speak on divine intimacy a lot because sex is I, I, I heard this say this way worship worship when we worship God that's what sex is to a marriage mm. sex is the lifeline to a marriage because you gotta mm-hmm. think when we and, and a lot of people say this when when you talk about uh, Adam and Eve and they'll say you know marriage um, is supposed to be between one man and one woman because he made them and their flesh was combined well really it, when they talk about they became one flesh it just means that they had sex because when you have sex you're not just you know becoming locked in naturally but also spiritually Spiritual. and so you are becoming one flesh well the less in a marriage that you become one flesh, the easier it is for division to come, yes. you know? Yes. So as a married yes. woman, and I tell married women this all the time, stop making the excuses. And we don't understand that this is a spiritual war as well, if, especially if we're not praying and, and seeking discernment as a wife like we should. But this is a spiritual warfare. The devil will come up with all types of tactics and distractions to keep you and your husband, especially if you're believers, having a sexless, sexless marriage. Mm, mm, mm. This is not of God. Yeah. There's no right. reason or no way or no justification, reason, whatever, for me that I believe, backing back up with scripture, that you should be in a marriage and not having sex with your husband. Yes. Point blank, period. Like, no excuse. Like, two, when you're single, especially if you were with your husband before y'all got married, you were having sex with him before he had those issues. Nine times out of 10, if you were single and this is the man that you were sleeping with before he married you, he could get it any place, anytime like Janice said, you see what I'm saying? But then we get married and we think that that's supposed to change. That's not, (laughs) if anything, it shouldn't be before you get married. And then when you get married, that is, I'm going to say at least once a day, like, come on now. Like let's as women, just be honest. We can make time for every single responsibility. Sex. Most wives look at sex, either like an obligation or an option. It should not be either. It should not be an obligation and it should not be optional. Biblically speaking. That's right. From a, from experience. There is no reason, even if there is a medical condition, okay, cool. Get it fixed. Get your sex on with your husband. Like, let's just leave it at that. Like, no other excuses, no other reasons, no other just nothing. Like, just have sex with your husband a lot. <laughs> Become one. Like, you got to create that that bonding over and over and over again because mm-hmm. the enemy will try to use that as a main weapon to destroy you guys. And once again, I let's go back to that DNA that's depositing. If you're having sex with your husband continuously, nine times out of 10, you're not going to have problems submitting to him because mm-hmm. you're going to think like him. You're going to speak like him. You are going to be a replica of my, my, my. him because you're bonded like that. Like we, I didn't realize I literally finished my husband's sentences. I didn't realize it because I've been doing it for so long and we were around somebody and it was like, he didn't finish the sentence, but I understood what he said. And the other young lady was like, so what, you know? And I'm like, Oh my bad. I understood what he was saying. That doesn't come just because you're married. 
you know, that comes with a deeper level of intimacy that you work and that you require, Mm -hmm. you require in your marriage. It has to be a requirement. Just like you pay bills, have sex. Just like you eat, have sex. Just like you take care of your kids, have sex. Like, it has to be up there. It has to be up there. Like, no other, no reason for it not to be. It has to be up there. And then, and then, and, and and you are exactly correct. You should not deprive one another, um, and that is biblical. Unless yeah. you guys are given time to fast, yep, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. after that, <laughs> come together. You come on, be back agreement. together. Come in agreement. And so that was very powerful to me. That mm-hmm. when you said the lack of intimacy, I want yes. every um, wife on this podcast. If you don't get anything else, I need you to understand this because this is where the enemy fights yes. in marriages the most. Um, yes. And, and you said some things um, that target that area um, in in our sexuality. Um, even if you were doing it before you got married, um, which it should have been reversed. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, we know it happens. Yeah. Um, in reality, it happens. But then when you got married, it changed. And so we open up the doors for the mm-hmm. enemy to want it to come in. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. these demons are now exactly. coming into our dreams, mm-hmm. um, trying to attach itself to you physically, yeah. to yeah. have sex with you. And this is not just for women, men too. Yes, okay? men too. Men um, too. Men too. Some men that they'll come back and listen. There's some yeah. listening now. Um, yeah. it, it happens to men and women. Yeah. And yep. we're going to have to come on another time and deal with those um, sexual spirits that come in and yep. try to attack our bodies um, because we've had, I had a friend that actually said she dreamed that she was really having sex with yep. a man um, mm-hmm. and it was her husband. And I had to tell her, no, yep. this yep. was a demon. It was this a demon. was not your husband. Yep. You can yep. want to be married so bad. That yes. this thing will yes. manifest itself in what you desire yes. Yes. and what you like. Yes. Okay. And yes. you're thinking that you're actually doing it with a human being, yep. but you are having sex with a demon. With a demon. Yep. Okay. So it's much more deeper. Yep. Um, do you have something to add to that? It's just deep. It's deep. It's it's yes. it's way much more deeper. <laughs> yes, um, it is. And I'm I'm I myself I'm still learning, uh, because like I said, a lot of this was not exposed to me. Um, a lot of it I've yes. had to experience and then study to see how really it it was. Um, and you don't necessarily have to always put yourself in a position. I recall, uh, I'll share this because it just really came out of nowhere. I recall talking, I was Facebook friends with this young lady and we didn't really talk a lot, but we, you know, and I'm very, I make myself available to mentor, you know, um, whether Mm -hmm. it's in business or spiritually, I I make myself available. And so with this particular young lady, uh, we had had some business conversations. So we exchanged numbers, but I could tell um, well, I knew that from her demeanor, she had um, come out of the lifestyle of lesbianism. And I could tell that she probably was a, fighting a little bit. So I would pray for her sometimes. Um, but then I could also tell when she kind of started listing after me. And she never said it, 
but because of my discernment with females, like I, because, because of my experience for one and because of who I am now, I know I can't just always be super friendly with females. Like I, I just know, know that. And so, um, I could tell that she had began to kind of feel me in, in a more friendlier manner than I wanted. And what happened was, as I began to pray, she started appearing in my dreams. Mm. And one particular dream, I literally was holding her down. It was a demon, of course, but it was in her image. And I was holding her down, strangling her to fight her, like, leave me alone. Like, you can't touch me. And she was still reaching to try to grab me in between my legs. And this is all in spiritual warfare at, at night. Wow. Wow. A couple of days later, after, you know, that experience at night, she texts me and she say, I've got to apologize. Um, I've been, you know, liking you and, you know, basically just basically confess, confessing that she had been thinking about me in, in, in a realm that wasn't appropriate. And um, I told her, I said, baby, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Like I fought that demon like a couple of nights ago, you know, but I, I kept that distance. But I let her know, like, I knew what you were struggling with, you know. And, of course, like, that has disconnected. Like, we don't, I can't remember the last time I ever talked talk to her. So, for me to even think about that, it was, I, I feel like that's more divine than anything. But those are the type of things that happen when you become delivered and refuse to open those doors. So, I don't mm-hmm. want people to think yes. that, okay, well, I'm delivered. I feel good and I feel free and I never have to deal with this again. no. They never stop. (laughs) They never stop. (laughs) They never stop. Even recently, like I can tell you, like those demons never stop. I've had to have conversation with females like, well, no, I don't see you like that, you know. So they never stop. And you have to just constantly know who you are, stand on who you are, stand in that discernment and stay on the altar. I'm not going to arrogantly say that I don't lust um, to be sexual with females because I'm just so good because I love God so much. No, that that was literally something that I I I believe was burned out of me, Jesus. and I continually give it to Him to let it stay burned. Jesus, that's you know, good. so don't don't be arrogant. I've I fell many a times. Um, even when God has shown me that I was going to fall and I'm like, nah, I ain't finna do that. And then a month later, like I'm doing it. So deliverance is, is nothing to be, um, this walk is nothing to be arrogant about because you can't save yourself. You can't save yourself. You can't heal yourself. You can't deliver yourself. Like, no part. the, The reason that we have the faith that we have is because we know that we have a power within us that is far more capable of doing for us than we could ever do for ourselves. So I don't want anybody to misconstrue that. Like I've just been so perfectly aligned with no, like I just stay on the altar. I just stay on the altar, you know? Right. Right. And And the word says (laughs) we have all fallen short of the glory. So it's continual. Like you said, it's a continual. Yeah. um, It's a continual dying to the flesh. Yes. Um, You know, we don't, we don't of course have an altar that's made by man's hand. Yeah. Um, but wherever we set that altar, wherever mm-hmm. we place that altar, that's where God meets us. That's where and he meets we us. We lay ourselves as yeah. a sacrifice. Yes. And we yield ourselves to him. 
um, and and allow and be transparent. Be yeah. transparent. That's the accountability. Yeah. Knowing what you're dealing with, because like you said, just because I got delivered, this don't mean those things don't try to come back. Exactly. Don't mean it doesn't try to enter its way in a and different way. Come exactly. on. Exactly. And, and through so, anybody. <laughs> You are absolutely if they, if correct. They do not care. <laughs> it doesn't care. It doesn't no. care. It will. It will come boldly before you. Yes. And and another thing. Um. And then we're gonna just um. We're gonna allow some time for others if they have questions. Okay. Um. From the Facebook portion. Um. Okay. When you stated that. Um. You saw in a dream. You saw in a mm-hmm. dream mm-hmm. where the Lord showed you. You got to wrestle with this demon. And I don't yes. think many people. Um, really know how serious it is, especially as women. Um, there were there was a time, and I want to say, um, I was walking with someone, um, and I um, and in ministry. This was some years ago, and I had to wrestle. I had to wrestle with a homosexual spirit. I had to wrestle with it because it came boldly at me, and. I said, where did this thing come from? And I had to ask the Lord, you know, what is this? And he said, I'm showing you of what's trying to attack itself to you to entice you. And so when that thing appeared to me, I fought it in the spirit. And I also had to disconnect because if I did not disconnect, it would have drawn me in or tried to attempt to entice me. Paul talks about this in first Corinthians, um, Lord have mercy five, where he said that we're not supposed to connect ourselves to those that operate in sexual immorality. Um, and there's other things there, first Corinthians five and 11. Um, and so if I would have stayed connected, I would have allowed myself to be in agreement and a part of what they were connected to, but it was only the Lord showing me what this person was operating in. I mean, I went examining myself and everything. I'm like, what is this one? No, it was boldly coming at you because that's what it desired. It wasn't speaking it. That person wasn't speaking it, but this is what they're trying to do to you to entice you. And so I had to disconnect myself. So I'm so glad you said that because that even more gave gave me more clarity about that spirit was trying to attack me and come for me. And but I disconnected. And so, ladies, those of you that are watching, um, we have to be very mindful of our connections. When the Lord shows us these things, it will come by dream or you don't even have to dream if you dealt with it. You don't even go deep in the spirit. Like she said, you can recognize it, you know. And so we have to be careful because we are witnesses of Christ. We cannot be entangled in these things or allow ourselves to be entangled or enticed in something outside the character of God. And so those of you today that have watched, if you have any questions um, for Zoe today, the floor is open, um, especially on Facebook Live. There's so many comments here. Um, so many women have just just like, wow, you know, it's giving them understanding and clarity of who they are as a woman and understanding how sexual perversions come in, um, whether it's through birth, um, whether if you the door was open through incest, molestation or rape, somehow these desires came in, um, especially with the biological DNA. Oh, my goodness. That within itself is a teaching that within itself yes. is a teaching. And so 
Um, I truly thank you so much um, for allowing, you know, your, you know, allowing the time to come on and be transparent and give us revelation that I only know it came from the Lord. I know that everything that you were speaking was truly given to you by God. The revelation that you spoke, I know that a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Look, ain't there. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, this is ain't how you know <laughs> people are birthed by God. You were birthed by the Lord himself. His hand literally had everything to do what's in you and through you. Um, such powerful revelation. And so those that are watching, um, we want to thank you for tuning in again. We truly thank Zoe for taking her time out, for sharing her testimony and giving great insight about sexual perversions and how we can have real freedom and breakthrough. If you're wanting to get in contact with her, um, Zoe, let the listeners know and those that are watching how they can reach out to you for coaching or um, they want to invite you out to speak or um, whatever platform you have, let them know. Awesome. So I am on all social media platforms at Zoe D Speaks, Z-O-E-D-E-E and Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S. Zoe D Speaks, that's um, I'm mainly present on Facebook and Instagram, but I'm also on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Um, so anywhere, basically social media, um, Zoe D Speaks. My website, especially for my books and speaking engagement is witnesslegend.com slash Zoe D Speaks as well. Um, the conference that I was speaking of for the for the nine through 13 year olds, the Let's Talk About Sex Conference, also has an ebook, so there's an ebook and a conference along with that. And this is basically to teach on not just sexual purity, but also the mechanics of sex and important things like the DNA that deposits into mm-hmm. you and things like that. So uh, that information can be found at witnesslegend.com/slash a call to purity, which is the hashtag that I usually use of the the mandate uh, purity. That's what I speak on purity and everything <laughs> so call to purity and uh you can find information on those two events the ebook and then the uh teen conference i'm definitely available for speaking engagements this summer uh more so than the latter part of the year so you can definitely contact me on that and yeah that's that's okay okay awesome those that you're listening i hope you um got that information also zoe when you get an opportunity to give me um, the link to the website for the teen girls so that I'll be able to share it on the platform for Prophetic Women Rising Ministry and also um, your books. How can they purchase your books? Okay, so if you go to witnesslegend.com slash Zoe D Speaks or witnesslegend.com slash bookstore, it is our our home of all of our business. So anything with us, you can find at Witness Legend. But if you go to Zoe D Speaks, all of my books are on there. Yes. Okay, awesome, awesome. And she's going to be giving me that link to those that follow the Prophetic Women Arise Ministry page. I'll make sure I get that out so that way you will be able to see all of the books that she's authored. Um, and she's very profound. Um, and also I'll be listing about the teen conference yeah. as well. So that if any of you have any teen daughters, you definitely want to make sure that you let them be a part of that. Um, because I mean, as you're seeing how profoundly she's speaking now, 
I would definitely love if if my daughters were in that age. Um, my oldest daughter is twenty eight and twenty six. Oh wow! <laughs> and but I do have a ten year old, and so this would be very beneficial, very beneficial. Um, definitely partake in it. Um, I've seen so many other team conferences that don't target the important stuff to address what yes. needs to be addressed to give understanding yes. of yes. why I need to be pure. You know, why this is not right. Why, you know, why am I feeling this in my body? You know, yeah. just so many different things that, you know, us, you know, as, as we didn't get um, parents fail not to tell us the yeah. natural things that are happening in our yeah. bodies and yeah. why we should not respond to it just because it's, it's doing what it wants to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and you so, know, I think it's important to note that a lot of generations did not know how their bodies worked. Yes. And then when they did found out, it was probably perverted the way that they found out. So I have to give a little credit to my daughters, myself, for giving me the inspiration for this. Um, I have yes. one of my daughters is very inquisitive and she goes, well, mama, so going through the menstruation hurts, but I got to do that to have a baby. I say, yes. She said, <laughs> so having the baby hurts because I got to push it out. I say yes. Oh my she goodness! Say, well, does making the baby hurt? <laughs> so I was like, "This is a conversation," and mm. I had to think like I don't remember having those conversations. You know, just about wow. my body as a young lady, and I'm looking yes. at my 15 year old, and I'm like. Who's supposed to tell her this? Who's supposed to teach That's her? Right. This? You That's know, right. me. You know, and right. it was then I was like, okay, I'm gonna create something just for you guys to have these talks, and um, it just kind of spin spun from there. And I was like, no, this has got to be a part of also what I do for other little girls as well because yes. I'm thinking about me as a you know little girl and my little girl so it's like yeah we we gotta have those uncomfortable conversations and they need yes, to understand sex is so pure and so good for us but it has to be done or it needs to be done in righteousness for you to fully get the benefits and that's really yes. all i want this com conference to convey and i want them to be educated you know i i um recently homeschooled a seven and an eight year old together and i taught them about sexual reproduction and it was so fun we used these goofy little names and you know i they understood exactly what it was they made up a name for it like they created this um i forget what it was but it was fun and so when we later watched one of the tv shows my son called it out and was like well you know there goes mr up the two and it was just like and that that was the name for the sperm right right <laughs> so it was like the way that he connected that lesson was like this is how it should be it's a breeze you know so right. he understands sex at eight he understands wives he understands i mean and these are conversations that we need to be having not just with yes. adults not just with That's young right. children right. um teenage age but also with the younger ones because the predators are not waiting the predators mm -hmm. are not waiting until they're 13, 14, 15 right. years old to have conversations. That's right. That's they're right. starting earlier and earlier. That's right. And we want to look and blame and talk about how evil the world is, but you're not protecting and educating our kids. 
That's right. You know, so that's that's, that's a huge passion for me in this season. So, Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, we're so thankful for you once again for um, being our special guest on One Be Your Podcast. Um, and again, those of you that were tuning in, um, she lists the platforms of how to communicate or how to reach out. I will also list the website. She did send me the link so that you're able to keep up um, with anything that she's doing regarding um, these types of education. Um, when I was in middle school, we had something called the sexual education class, but all they showed us was about the diseases that yeah. you got, but it was exactly. never <laughs> answering those different questions. So she has something that's going to address um, answer those questions to get better understanding and parents to teach us how to be able to teach our children and address these things with them as well. Amen. So I pray that each and every individual that tune in today, they learn something and they're wanting to know more. Um, definitely. You want to make sure that you share this broadcast. You share this with people that may be impacted by it. Um, now this is an opportunity now you could kind of look back and say, you know what? This is the root of how this came in. Now yes. you have a better understanding yes. and also how to be a better mother, how to be yes. a better wife. All these things ties into that. And so yes. we're again, we're so delighted. We thank you so much, Zoe, for taking out your time today um, and giving us so much um, information um, that, that is, is just a wealth of information that we actually need. I don't see any questions. Um, so that's a go for me. I think everybody, this is uh this is more so like I'm taking it all in. Yeah. I'm taking it all in. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking it all in yeah. because it was so much of, yeah. of information that that's for me that's wealthy information. Yeah. Um, because it's something that you need to understand. And like you said, this will help us teach our children, you know, what to look for in predators. Um, and just so much. And so again, thank you. Those that tune in live, we thank you. We thank, thank you. you. We thank you. <laughs> and definitely, um, we thank you for the love. This uh, podcast will be on different platforms for you to hear as well. Um, once we get everything uploaded, we want to thank you once again for being um, our special guest, Zoe, and for our watchers and listeners. We thank you all. Until next time, again, I'm Apostle Nikia Calhoun with One Be Your Podcast. You all enjoy the rest of your day. Be blessed. Be blessed. Thank you. Thank you.